don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And I know you're getting these episodes, this episode late, but better late than never. Yeah. I was actually kind of sick last weekend. We took turns being sick. Yeah, so (laughs) I wasn't really feeling too good, so we ended up not recording. Um, So yeah, you are getting this episode kind of late. Yeah, but um, I don't think I have anything to say. Other than, I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this video. 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 Girl. I do that so much. I literally do that so much. I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode because this has a lot to do with um, religion. And I'm not, these are not my beliefs. These are just the beliefs of this group that I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in no way like telling anybody to, you know believe these things this is just part of the case right okay so we had to do like a little bit of background information first before we can get into the chunk my glasses rubbed up on the mic um but have you heard of the branch davidians um i feel like it sounds like familiar like i've heard it but i don't really know anything about it so okay this is we're all going to be learning together today I didn't know anything about the Branch Davidians mm-hmm. until I watched the, sh- the show Waco mm-hmm. Waco, on Netflix, and it was based on a true story. Okay. Um, because it takes place in Waco, Texas. Interesting. Um, yes. It would be Texas. Yes. No offense. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Sorry to anybody that lives in Texas. Yeah. I'm just... It's a joke. <laughs> so, um, the Davidians trace back to a religious group called the Seventh-day Adventist church okay okay but they evolved as a religion in quotes okay um it was clear that the davidians didn't have the same beliefs as the seventh day adventists um the seventh day adventists believe beliefs were centered around the book of revelation in the bible which stated the imminent second coming of christ okay they believed that jesus would come back and take all of the true believers to heaven, and the non-believers would be left on earth to perish. Okay. okay. A man by the name of Victor Hotef, who was part of the Seventh-day Adventist church, called for the reform of the church. He was was trying to say that, like, he knew who exactly was going to be, like, the next coming of Christ and, like, when exactly it was going to happen. Okay. Okay, that was his claims. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like a prophet yeah okay so he wrote this all in a manuscript called the shepherd's rod and then he presented it to like the leaders of the adventist church and they were rejected um so victor and his followers left the seventh day adventist church and formed the davidians okay they um were originally called the shepherd's rod because of the uh, pamphlet that he wrote Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to uh, the Davidians because um, 
It came from the belief of the restoration of the Davidic kingdom of Israel. Okay. Okay. So then they're called the Davidians. Interesting thing that one of my coworkers just got back from Israel. And he really? said it was so cool. Like, he was there I for, like, be cool. a couple weeks, I think. That's cool. And he thought it was so cool. Yeah. And, like, it's because here in America, everything is westernized, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Everything's newer. Mm-hmm. We're constantly tearing down buildings and building new ones. Mm-hmm. But in Israel, there's a lot, a lot of old structures, yeah. and it just looks really cool. Oh, but yeah, I bet it would. He showed, like, basically, we had a lunch where... They showed us, like, the slideshow <laughs> of some of his pictures so and cool. stuff, and he kind of gave, like, a little presentation, and it was really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So, this group um, moved all around the United States, but one group moved to a plot of land just outside of Waco, Texas. This happened in 1934. Okay. Okay. And the this plot of land in Waco was referred to as Mount Carmel. And was used as the Davidians headquarters. So this is like the main. Gotcha. The main one. Victor ended up dying in 1955. And his wife, Florence, took over the leadership and believed that she was then the prophet. Okay. So she kind of like inherited it. Okay. Or so she thought. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I feel like if you were a prophet, you were probably born a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you yeah. don't inherit it when your yeah. husband dies. So it's like already sketch. That's just me personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was convinced that an apocalypse was going to occur. Dude, in always. That's <laughs> well, always. <laughs> always. <laughs> what the? 2012. Which... That was that was our <laughs> apocalypse time. Yeah. Oh, dude, everybody thought we were going to die. In 2012. Look at us. We're almost in. It is 2020. It is 2023, bro. It is. 10 years later. 11. 11 years later. <laughs> yeah, but still, bro. Anyways, I don't know why these, like, it's always religious cults yeah. or, like, cults in general no. always start out with, apocalypse. there's gonna be an apocalypse. It's On like, this uh, bro. specific year. And day. And time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. So this apocalypse was not in her husband's original writings, so mm-hmm. um, she kind of just thunk it. <laughs> okay she thunk thunk it. it i love that she <laughs> kind of just thunk it and this is where she fucked up <laughs> and this is where she fucked up so florence um and her council gathered all of their followers to mount carmel and was waiting for the fulfillment of the prophecy they were waiting for jesus christ to return to take them all to heaven it never and, happened yeah <laughs> um because it just never happened so mm-hmm. um all of their followers were obviously very confused and of felt course. very betrayed because they were under the impression that she was a freaking prophet like what were they supposed to think so a man named benjamin Roden formed another group called the branch davidians and he took over mount carmel okay. because florence was like not trusted anymore yeah obviously well, she fucked up so she oh. took over everybody, or, or Benjamin took over everybody. Okay. Benjamin died in 1978, so then his wife took over. Does she think she's a prophet? No. Oh. And then she died. She learned her lesson from yeah. Florence. She was Got like, it. you know what, I'm just going to stay back a little bit and yeah. not do anything rash. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lois, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the way you said not do anything rash, <laughs> the way you said it. Sorry. No. Go ahead. Okay. This made me laugh really hard. So, Lois died, and um, then their son, George, took over leadership. Okay. Less than a year later, Vernon Howell rose to power and became 
delete her. And how did that happen if George We're going to talk about it. Oh, okay. So, Vernon came... What? Back up a little bit. (laughs) Vernon's arrival at Mount Carmel in 1981 was well-received by nearly everyone at the Divinian Commune. Okay. They all seemed to trust him and became faithful followers. What had happened was, he had an affair with Lois Roden. Okay. Um, in his early 20s, and she was in her late 60s. Yikes. Bro, what? Just, that's just me personally, okay? I don't want to judge anyone. I'm I judging. Mean, hey, I'm low-key judging. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. But honestly, as a 20-year-old, <laughs> I would not be attracted to a 60-year-old. Thank no, you. thank you. But closed. <laughs> so, and it's, and he was in his early 20s. She was in her late 60s. That means she's almost 70, bro. That's your grandma, bro. That's just... Okay. I don't know. Some people. Anyway. They. I just can't even right now. Like, I'm sorry. That's such a white girl thing to say. Yeah. But, whew. So, Anyways. so Howell wanted to have a child with her. And what? He, he thought that that would be the chosen Excuse one. Excuse me, sir. She is. Hello. <laughs> She's in her late 60s, bro. She said, knocking on heaven's door. Literally, like. <laughs> Honey, her eggs have been disappearing for years. Like, they she's been gone through menopause and everything. I mean, if she gets pregnant, if (laughs) pregnant, if she gets pregnant, it probably is a freaking miracle. I mean, come on, dude. I'm sorry, but then he'd really be like, (gasps) "It is the chosen one." one." Oh God. So so okay. Then when she died, like I said, her son inherited the leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So. But he was still kind of fighting for wanting to be the leader because he had always, he would always wanted it. He had always right. wanted to, like, have that connection. So, right? he kind of had to prove himself. Though. Yeah. So, um, they both kind of had, they kind of did it together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like, they kind of, they kind of let it. Yeah. Um, they gained the loyalty of, like, all of the Branch Davidians, kind of. They both did. Um. In 1984, Vernon and his followers left Mount Carmel, which, and then, and then like, went somewhere else. Okay. And then George, like, nicknamed that little something else Rodenville. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny, because it sounds like rodent. Anyway. I also had that thought. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was yawning. And then there was another splinter group that was led by Charlie Pace, um, and they settled in Alabama. So they're like, if I can't lead this group, I'm going to I'm take own. my followers yeah. and make my own. Yeah. So, as an attempt to regain support, George challenged Vernon to raise the dead. Okay. Going so far... (laughs) Sorry. Going so far as to exhume the corpse of a Davidian who had been dead for over two decades (laughs) in order to prove his spiritual supremacy. He's like, I double dog dare you. (laughs) Triple dog, dare you? Oh my! And then what? What is Vernon? You won't do do it, (laughs) literally. And then Vernon's like, "You do it, George." I asked you you first. I asked you first. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. This is a whole mess. What are we? Okay, I I was about to say, what are we watching? But what are you telling? Okay. So obviously that's illegal. You can't just exhume a body. No, that um, is illegal. That is also disrespectful. Yeah. So, this gave Vernon an opportunity to attempt to file charges against George. Because it's illegal. Okay, but, but wait. He... Did George already exhume the corpse? 
Yeah. Oh, so he actually dug it out of the ground. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was challenging Vernon not only to raise it, but to go no, dig no, it no, up. No, 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 he, he was He was challenging him. And Just, he, he went so far as to actually go get the corpse and bring it to him what? and be like, make it alive. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> okay. so no wonder Vernon. I was confused there for a second. I'm like, no, wait. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. okay. So, um. That's where he fucked up. So, um, he was told that he needed evidence in order to substantiate the charges. I don't know. I guess you can't prove you did. I don't, I don't know. How do you not? I don't know what happened there. Can't you just go to the, like, it's kind of burial site and be, like, standing there? It's empty. <laughs> you see the freshly dug dirt right there? Literally. Like, Obviously, it's not. <laughs> <clears throat> but since they're, like, their own, like, commune. Yeah. Uh, people kind of just wanted to leave them alone. Right. Because they didn't want to, like, disturb them or anything. You know, whatever. So, it was kind of, like, iffy. An iffy type of situation. Yeah. So, on November 3rd, 1987, Vernon and seven of his followers raided Mount Carmel, equipped with five, uh, point two two three. I don't know, caliber semi-automatic rifles and two twenty-two caliber rifles, two 12-gauge shotguns, and nearly Damn. 400 rounds of ammunition in an apparent attempt to retake the compound. compound. That so doesn't seem point, very Jesus of you. It's not very Jesus. Okay. Although Vernon's group claimed that it was trying to obtain evidence of George's illegal activities, its members did not take a camera with them. So, like... <laughs> Doing illegal activities? Yeah. To prove your illegal activities? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this, I know this all I'm sounds sorry. a little I'm bit confusing. One. I'm it, on one today. I know it might sound a little bit confusing, but, like, that's because it is. Uh-huh. It's because it is. It's because it's a com- It's a commune. Yeah. It's like a kind of a religious cult. It's yeah. supposed to be confusing, it's, so nobody gets it. It's And confusing. they all just stay there trapped forever. Yeah. That's literally. the point. So... They were still trying to, like, prove that they were doing illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, there was a whole trial. But it ended with the jury finding Vernon's followers not guilty, because, obviously, they can't prove anything. Yeah. Um, but the jury members were unable to agree on a verdict for Vernon himself. Hmm. Because they were, I don't know, they still kind of, I don't know. After his followers were acquitted, Howell invited the prosecutors to Mount Carmel for ice cream. What? <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah. Vernon, who acquired the position of spiritual leader from Rodin, asserted it by changing his name to David Koresh, suggesting that he had ties to the biblical King David and Cyrus the Great. Koresh is the Hebrew v- version of the name Cyrus. Okay, that's just like somebody giving themselves a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It's like... His name's Vernon Howell, but he just yeah. changed it to David Koresh because he wants to feel more connected to King David and Cyrus the Great. Right. That's like somebody giving you a nickname, though. Or, like, you giving yourself a nickname to That's try like to boost, me saying, like, I... Boost your confidence or something. I want to be called Beyonce because I feel like a queen. Yeah. Like... That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can just say that. Like, anybody can just... I don't know. I mean, if you want to come up with a nickname for yourself that makes you feel confident, go right ahead. I'm just saying his version of it is a little... A little uh, far. Okay. But he wanted to create a new lineage of world leaders. And I guess this was like the first step in that. Okay. The, this practice later served as the basis for allegations that Koresh was committing child abuse, which con- contributed to the siege by the ATF. And that's what the case is that we're going to talk about. 
Okay. Um, Koresh identified himself with the lamb mentioned in um, Revelation 5.2. Sorry. And I tried to find what it was. And there was like a bunch of different verses. So I didn't know what to put. So I didn't put anything. Okay. Because I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, this is tradition- traditionally believed to symbolize Jesus Christ. However, Koresh suggested that the lamb would come before Jesus and pave the way for his second coming. So he was basically saying that he was the lamb that was sent by God before Jesus was going to come back to like prepare everybody Interesting. for the return of Christ. Gotcha. Koresh was alleged to have been involved in multiple incidents of physical and sexual abuse of children. Gross. His doctrine of the house of David did lead to marriages with both married and single women in the branch Davidians. Hmm. This doctrine was based on a purported revelation that involved the production of 24 children Holy shit. by chosen women in the community. These 24 children were to serve as the 24 ruling elders over the millennium after the return of Christ. Okay. These women, purportedly chosen through this doctrine, included at least one underage girl, who was the younger sister of Koresh's legal wife, who was named Rachel, Mm -hmm. and the daughter of lifelong branch Davidians, Perry and Mary Bell Jones. Okay. Um, So, he was just doing it with all these women. That. And underage. It's gross. Um, Yeah. So, a six-month investigation of sexual sexual abuse allegations by the Texas Child Protection Services in 1992 failed to turn up any evidence, possibly because the Branch Davidians concealed the spiritual marriage of Koresh to Michelle. Not to me. That's (laughs) the underage girl, unfortunately. Assigning a surrogate husband to the girl for the sake of appearances. So, to the public, she was married to a man named David Thibodeau. But, in reality, she was married to David Koresh. Ew. Yes. So, he was very sneaky about all of these things. Regarding the allegations of physical abuse, the evidence is less certain. Okay. In one widely reported incident, ex-members claimed that Koresh became irritated with the cries of his son Cyrus and spanked the child severely for several minutes on three consecutive visits to the child's bedroom. In a second report, a man involved in a custody battle visited the the Mount Carmel Center and claimed to have seen the beating of a young boy with a stick. Jesus. The allegations of child abuse largely stem from detractors and ex-members. The 1993 Justice Department report cites allegations of child sexual and physical abuse. Legal scholars point out that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms had no legal jurisdiction in the matter of child protection, and these accounts appear to have been inserted by the ATF to inflame the case against Crash. So that was not their, like, area. Right. They, they, you know, look over. They do tobacco and firearms. Right, right. For example, the account of former Branch Davidian Janine Buns is reproduced in an ATF affidavit. So the reason the ATF was like on their case is because they were suspected that they um, 
had a bunch of like illegal weapons mm-hmm. like um they were like hoarding weapons i don't want to say hoarding but like collecting gotcha. like, all of these like firearms um they actually i don't know if it's in my notes i can't remember but they actually like sent in somebody to like snoop around mm-hmm. and spy and yeah to like see if they could find anything but they couldn't find anything hmm. Um, where did, where did I stop? Okay, she claimed that Koresh had fathered at least 15 children with various women's and girl, women and girls, and that she had personally delivered seven of these children. Jesus. She also claimed that Koresh would annul all marriages of couples who joined the group and had exclusive sexual access to the women and girls. Disgusting. So they had to go through him and, like, make sure that, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so could get married. And a lot of times he would say no. And then he would, like, take that woman for himself. Ew. Yeah. It's gross. He's fucking disgusting. Um, David Thibodeau, that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, was a student of Koresh. He stated in 2018 that while he considered Koresh a friend, he certainly was guilty of something. He was either a polygamist or he was guilty of statutory rape. Probably both. Koresh had encouraged his followers to think of themselves as students of the Seven Seals rather than Branch Davidians. On February 28, 1993, at 4.20 a.m. Hello. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or ATF, attempted to execute a search warrant relating to alleged sexual abuse charges and illegal weapons violations. Kind of convenient that the ATF invades at 4.20 a.m. Yeah, I think that's kind of (laughs) ironic. (laughs) But they Um, aren't the ATFM. I mean, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying it's funny. Yeah. The ATF attempted to breach the compound for approximately two hours until their ammunition ran low. Four ATF agents, Steve Willis, Robert Williams, Todd McKeon, and Conway Charles LeBlue, Le were killed, and another 16 agents were wounded during the raid. So Dang. they got into, like, a shoot-off. That's crazy. So they did have weapons. Yeah, they did, for sure. Um, the five Branch Davidians that were killed in the raid were Winston Blake, Peter Gent, Peter... Hipsman, Perry Jones, and J. Dean Wendell. Two were killed by Branch Davidians. Dang. Yeah. Almost six hours after the ceasefire, Michael Schroeder was shot dead by ATF agents who alleged he fired a pistol at agents as he attempted to re-enter the compound with Woodrow Kendrick and Norman Allison. His wife said that he was merely returning from work and had not participated in the day's earlier altercation. So he had no idea what was going on. He Dang. was just coming home and they shot him. That's crazy. Yeah. Schroeder had been shot once in the eye, once in the heart, and five times in the back. Yeah. So if he was shooting a pistol at them, why would he be shot in the back? Mm. That's, a good, that's a good question. <laughs> After the raid, ATF agents established contact with Koresh and others inside of the compound. The FBI took command after the deaths of federal agents and managed to facilitate the release of 19 children without their parents relatively early into the negotiations. So, at this point, it's a standoff Mm -hmm. um, between, I mean, you have the ATF on the outside and the Branch Davidians on the inside. 
The children were then interviewed by the FBI and the Texas Rangers. And the FBI is involved on top of the ATF. Yeah, at this point now. The children had been physically and sexually abused before the raid. On April 19, 1993, the FBI moved for a final siege of the compound using large weaponry such as 50 caliber rifles and armored combat engineering vehicles to combat the heavily armed Branch Davidians. My my whole question is, what's the need for all of these weapons? You're a commune. I can understand having a few for like, you know, if you go hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or self-defense, but if mm-hmm. it they, it says they're heavily armed. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't either. That. Like, <clears throat> what is the need for all of that? And I think that was, like, kind of They're supposed to be too. a commune. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, following Jesus and all this other stuff. That's like, not very Jesus. Yeah. Like, why that's would you have so many guns? Yeah. it's. I mean, they had a lot. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like why would they have that many if they were just trying to live a peaceful life, mm. I don't think I don't think they were trying to live a peaceful life at that time. I think David. I Fresh mean, not was, with all the fucking child abuse, no and sexual he, child abuse. He was just, I, I mean, just taking advantage backwards. of everybody at that point. Yeah, fucking gross. I think he realized like w- how much power he had over everybody, and then just mm-hmm. like took it was it on a massive power trip. Oh, for sure. The FBI attempted to uh, use tear gas. To flush out the Branch Davidians, because they're trying to, like, not kill everybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. They just they want to save out. other kids and everything, mm-hmm. and the women probably, too. Right. And the men. Oh, yeah. Officially, FBI agents were only permitted to return any incoming fire not to actively assault the Branch Davidians. So, they were just defending themselves mm-hmm. at that point. Right. When several Branch Davidians opened fire, the FBI's response was to increase the amount of gas being used. Okay. Instead of, like, fighting back. Mm-hmm. They were trying not to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. but they were trying to use gas to make people... Yeah. I don't know what to call that. Tear gas. Like, I don't know. She's doing a motion with her hands, like, big, like, <laughs> trying to lie make flat, them, collapse. Like, like, not do anything. Like submit run away like disperse yes that <laughs> word thank you that's what i, I kept thinking sus first you're close you're close anyways that's what i meant thank you you're welcome um around noon three fires broke out simultaneously in different parts of the building interesting the government maintains that the fires were deliberately started by branch dividends some Branch Davidian survivors maintain that the fires were started either accidentally or deliberately by the assault. Okay. So it's kind of unknown how the fires really started. Of the 85 Branch Davidians in the compound when the final siege began, 76 died on Holy April 19th shit. in various ways, from falling rubble to suffocating effects of the fire or by gunshot from fellow Branch Davidians. Whoa. Like, yeah. why were Branch Davidians killing other Branch Davidians? I, I, don't I don't, I don't think they, I don't know. I don't think they wanted anybody to get out. To, like, to, to tell anybody, like, what was really going on in That's the compound. so insane. Yeah. The siege had lasted 51 days. That's a long time. They, um, That's went over in, two months. That's almost two months. They went in on <clears throat> February 28th and ended on April 19th. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Crazy. The FBI's justification for forcing an end to the 51-day standoff was predicated on the charge that Koresh was abusing children inside the Mount Carmel Center. Allegations had been made that he had fathered children with underage girls in the Branch Davidians, as we mentioned before. Yeah, which I'm sure is true. Yeah. In the hours that followed the deadly conflagration... Conflagration? Conflagration? funny word. It is. Attorney General Janet Reno told reporters, We had specific information that babies were being beaten. Oh, God. No. However... See, that's what blows my mind. Children... Like, little innocent little, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, really. Babies. But what really gets me is babies, because they're they don't babies. even know how to fucking take care of themselves. No. They shit in a fucking diaper. Mm-hmm. They count on you to feed them. They're they're helpless mm-hmm. without you. But you're going to beat them? They don't... Ugh. They don't know. No. However, FBI Director William Sessions publicly denied the charge and told reporters that they had no such information about child abuse inside the Mount Carmel Center. A careful examination of the other child abuse charges found the evidence to be weak and ambiguous, casting doubt on the allegations. Yeah. In all four ATF agents... In all, sorry, four ATF agents were killed, 16 were wounded, and six French Davidians died in the initial raid on February 28th. 76 more died in the final assault on April 19th. The events at Waco spurred criminal prosecution and civil litigation. A federal grand jury indicted 12 of the surviving Branch Davidians, including Clive Doyle, Brad Branch, Ruth Riddle, and Livingstone Fagan, charging them with aiding and abetting in murder of federal officers and unlawful possession and use of various firearms. That's crazy. Eight Branch Davidians were convicted on firearms charges, five convicted of voluntary manslaughter, and four were acquitted of all charges. What? As of July 2007, all Branch Davidians have been released from prison. That's insane. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. It was quite insane. That is crazy. Um, yeah. And it's a little bit confusing, but it is confusing. That's just it. Yeah. It is confusing. Um, basically, in a nutshell, David Crush is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Who thought he was Jesus Christ. Vernon. What's... Vernon Howell. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was... <sighs> man, oh, man. When people get on a power trip. The Waco siege. That's crazy. Um, I highly suggest, I think it's still on Netflix. I highly suggest go watching it. It's literally called Waco. W-A-C-O on Netflix. It's super, super good. I might have to watch it. Like I said, I had never heard of this before. And then I watched that show and was like uh, appalled. Appalled. I just could not believe what I was watching. Oh, I bet. And the fact that it was like based on true events. Like hearing about it is one thing. Mm -hmm. But like seeing a recreation of it is absolutely horrifying right because like those people when the fires broke out those people were trapped in the building mm-hmm. i mean they they burned alive yeah. in the building or were shot yeah. or whatever literally it was absolutely insane that is pretty crazy um so yeah i hope i learned you something today uh, if you didn't know about the branch davidians there you go i don't know if i helped you or hurt you probably the the latter yeah (laughs) but i hope you enjoyed it anyway yeah um if you're not already go follow us on all of our social medias 
the mm-hmm. link will be in the link tree in the show notes because we can never remember what nope our socials are they're all different but they're like kind of most of them are very similar but we just Mm -hmm. don't know yeah um also subscribe to our patreon um it is also in the link tree in the show notes and i'll also link it separately as well so if you just want to click on that and go check it out it's right down below if you just like scroll a little bit Mm -hmm. you'll find it yep um we put all of our episodes on there early on Sundays, Sundays, every week, both episodes are uploaded on Sundays. Thanks to Kirsten. Um, you can have access to all of our notes. Uh, if you want to shout out, we'll shout you out. I mm-hmm. mean, there's various different levels on there. You just need to check it out. Just go look at it. There might be something on there that you like. So you never know if you don't look. So true. Uh, I think that's everything I have for you guys. Go give us a rating, a and review. review, follow us, subscribe, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yep. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.